Good evening, brothers of Neosha Lodge number 247. It is Brother Jordan Jensen, your marshal, here with some very lovely and probably extremely boring Masonic education. To achieve the results of this Masonic education, I am going to be reading a paper called Practical Purposes Found in Those Ancient and Operative Tools. Here we go. If a man finds that he is exhausted or without ability to awake in peace, he may toil in that place for an eternity over before he discovers that which would bind him. However, a brother of light may approach the cusp of that physical exhaustion which stops his peers and continue in the toil of that great and perfect labor to which his physical life was dedicated, now unhindered by the limitations of his flesh. For you see, a brother Master Mason is engaged both in service to and of these primeval tools of the craft in such a way that his hands form not just the perfect ashlar from any stone, but as well the answer to any problem that he may approach in his travels merely by the use of his instruments. Consider yet, brethren, that all of your endeavors, both in body and mind, are supported by the soul. In the holy halls of geometry, we find the perfect symbol of the craft which shows the very same truth. That is Pythagoras' theorem, a squared plus b squared equals c squared. Within our aprons and garter, we hold guarding those seven ancient tools by which we may construct the most brilliant and beautiful edifices, and alike we may destroy those improper buildings erected by the former versions of ourselves, those cowans and those maliciously ignorant towards the light. When we first labored in life, into our hands the master presented us with two tools, and the proper instruction of their use. It is here that we discovered the words wound into the leatherwork and carefully laid the marks of measure upon our life. If, brother, you tire in a way which takes you from your work, your wife or your family, check the measure of your day. Do your marks match those of the master? Is your day in equal proportion to God? to man, and to that craft upon which we work. As you inspect the field of builders and their labors, do the stones comprising their many foundations sit perfectly formed as law would call, or has the imbalance of time taken its toll? If you find the roof of the temple will not hold dry the jewels, nor support any further repairs, travel down to the base and see the stones that were laid. If you find that they are well, then proceed to check the columns, but if you will discover even a brick who has passed the hands of a fellow unchecked, then the whole portion of the structure found upon that foundation must be taken down and corrected, or allowed to lie so that the passage of time may surely see it die. When we go on and go further upon that ever-winding flight of precious yet precarious stairs, we clearly see the whole signs that we have begun to learn know and made whole in hand. By the Master's further grace, we are given a means like truth, to know and to see what is in thought and what is felt by these three immovable gems. Each an eye of a unique view to see what is right, just, and level. If you look through the structure and the shape of focus and find that its foundation is set, then take and pass your tools and turn to its support. Go to the columns and see, do they stand true? Are they placed there with purpose and intention?
Do they radiate that inner beauty of the fraternity and its tenants? Brother, if you find that the foundation is fine, the support's perfect, then turn your eyes to the roof, that vaulted canopy of heaven. If your wisdom and practice in the craft yield that the columns are inferior to the master's standard, then raise your supports and scaffolds high to bear the weight of the ceiling above, and pull that support entirely from the structure, and replace it anew with a support equal to those still in proper form. If when you touch the walls that have been raised within and without, and you find the mortar is wet, then seek the builder that made it. Speak kindly and sincerely as you explain the potential pain, and likewise listen and remain ever steadfast in our fraternal position. All must be done in a time that is ready. As we, master masons and men, wield the sacred spade, so must the mortar we tame be ready to set. That mortar is a relationship, and its quality is critical to the purpose it was made for. We, as the bearer of burdens, the men of fellows, and the masters of the craft, are empowered by these tools and their mystery to raise perfect structures. Let us, in our own wisdom, recall the very lessons we learned in our shared beginning, middle, and end. All our problems, joys, goals, and aspirations, even dreams, are understandable entirely through the all-seeing eye of deity who formed the sacred geometry that we have laid within the foundation of our craft. Six of the tools are set and held in hand, and the last is held in the heart. The entirety of our fraternity, its charity, its dedication, its continued line of truth coming from that original light that has covered man from the beginning. This is the seventh tool, this that stands at the end of our story at the end of our space. So as you continue and you go from this place and from Lodge, brethren, I thank you for your time and I thank you for continuing to uphold the foundation of our fraternity, to stand as the pillars of it, to support the canopy of heaven and the lofty goals of our fraternity. Be well, be blessed. So mote it be.